0: Welcome to Growth Island, your go-to podcast on how to be the best version of yourself. Now, let's join your host, Mess Freeze, as he interviews high performers and experts in nutrition, meditation, exercise, relationships, business,
1: general health, and life's bigger mysteries. So thank you so much for tuning in to Growth Island again. Today... I got a friend from Australia. He is not only extremely successful. He is—he's uh, a designer that is recognized around the world. I met him in Dubai, and uh, he got stopped several times because people wanted to take pictures with him, because he is—he's uh, really respected for doing an awesome job. But more importantly for me, actually, he's an amazing human being. So uh, this is Peter Gold. He's the founder of a design studio. Um, and now have places in Sydney, Jakarta, and Dubai design teams, some people call the gold design team. Um, but what really struck me when I met Peter was his way of being heartfelt. And and heartfelt for me is, is a word that I learned more about in 2020. So when I met Peter in 2018, I didn't really know what it was, but there was that presence of really being there and, and this special respect and... Yeah, and heartfelt, if you looked that more up. Um, And we had some really good discussions about entrepreneurship, life, and how do we approach these different things, challenges in life as well, and acknowledging that life is not always easy, but how do we get the best out of it? So since that day, I've wanted to talk more with Peter, and we've been writing back and forth once in a while about different things. And I'm extremely happy, Peter, that I, I finally got you now on the podcast and that you would take the time to share some of your experiences.
0: Oh, thank you, Matt. I mean, likewise, it's a big blessing. I've really enjoyed that time we had. And I can't believe it's been two years already. But, um, you know, that was, uh, I really got to see you in action as well, you know, leading a, a group of people and helping them develop their own ideas. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just great to chat with you. And the world has, has changed a lot in this time. But then, you know, we, uh, we each need to go through that journey of growth. And being on Growth Island is, is perfect. So, <laughs> thank you. It's <That's, laughs> so nice to be here.
1: That's a start. So, Peter, can you tell me a little bit about, or tell the listeners a bit about your journey? How did you, like, how did you get so deep into design and also, I call it heartfulness. Um, you might say spirituality mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. different words. But like, what, what was part of that journey?
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to start in reverse because in I think you, you're that's a beautiful term to use, heartfulness or like-heartedness. Like my different spiritual teachers would use words like mindfulness or presence or um you know having a spiritual awakening or um you know consciousness like all of these kinds of things or you know uh, remembrance um you know prayer i think these are all have a strong kind of correlation and and the words themselves the terminology might you know people might relate to slightly differently in different labels but you know we all kind of have some relationship to those this this idea of awakening or have this kind of inner inner journey, you know, um, and uh, I think maybe perhaps even this year, it f- sort of feels like just anecdotally looking around at the kind of things I follow and online and conversations people are having, people are searching and they're seeking and and looking more deeply at purpose and looking. Across the board, um, and definitely in, in terms of entrepreneurship and startups, I you know it's wonderful to see that exploration. But so going back a little bit for me, then is is like well, how did I even how have I formed a relationship with those kind of things and and develop spiritual aspirations? Um, so I grew up in Sydney, Australia, didn't really know anything about any of that the, that kind of you know side of life, and but you know I had a you know a, a fun fairly uneventful upbringing in, in Southern Sydney and, you know, I love video games and I love the, uh, you know, doing all the, the, the things that, um, you know, kids do. But uh, I I think my kind of interest and in, in love for design came through just more visually. Like I love the idea of being able to play with graphics and, and typography and make posters. And uh, I had, you know, back then it would have been like a, a Commodore 64 or like a, you know, early, computer and then later like early things like Photoshop where you could you know move graphics around and um, just you know visual design and graphic design was exciting and it was also sort of a quickly emerging thing in the mid to late 90s you know multimedia and people were making CD-ROMs with like early 3D stuff so it was an exciting time you know of, of what is design and digital design so yeah so I had that kind of journey and you know went into university doing product design which product design then really went more formally, like things like furniture or industrial design and the, the emergence of things like interaction design, like how, how do humans interface with, with computers was still, you know, uh, it was sort of pre-Facebook and social media and a, a lot of that stuff, that journey was about to happen. So great time to be interested in design. And uh, I uh, uh, kind of had the intersection of two journeys. So at the same time, I also started to... Um, in parallel have um, just a a series of interesting things happen in my life where it became, um, led me to become more, you know, asking questions and having more introspective type of thinking or kind of like a, you know, esoteric um, thoughts that I think a lot of people probably do about that age, you know, when they're late teens, early twenties, and starting to question things. And I was just very fortunate that I happened to meet people that are on what I'd call, you know, like a spiritual path now and, and, and kind of, jarring in a way because i'm like well hang on like do people like still believe in god like isn't that an old-fashioned sort of thing from medieval times like you know like so i kind of went through this two-year journey of questioning and meeting people and having uh doing you know reading and understanding and i I felt ultimately that i think you know for me to sort of have this tranquility in my heart and this confidence to be happy with my place in life i needed to both embrace this kind of more more rational like you know understanding of of certain things and how the world works and what you know what needs to do and also uh, an inner kind of acceptance of like okay well you can't control and design everything you know there's Mm. you know some things are happening to you and some things but you can definitely try and um, you know create this tranquility in, in your heart so the short version of all that I'm <laughs> summing up is, um, is I think, the the- thematically my life so far is been be trying to explore the intersection of you know, creativity, design and spirituality. And also, you know, becoming a parent and running a company, all those things mixed in together.
1: Yeah. What have been some of the paths or some of the important events in your life to getting to where you are today, having a design studio? Um, civil design studios around the world um being asked to do amazing projects around the world, what have been some of the the key things in in your life do you think
0: yeah it's it's a great question i think well I mean we were just reflecting a little bit back on on points in the journey. I think you know to share a little story like when I was in maybe late high school like you know grades ten and eleven you know to earn money what you know the the sort of the accepted thing to do the only time you only place you could get a job at that age where i was was work at like your fast food outlet so i had a job at mcdonald's right classic 15 year old you know earning your four dollars an hour you know and it's just but around the same time i was getting exposed to things like photoshop and graphic design so um i had this moment where someone in my class was was running this little card card game tournament or something you know like uh, they were trying to draw a poster and i was like huh i could i can make a poster i like i know how to use you know this software i'll make it and they're like oh really sure and they're like they're asking how much And i was like i was like oh gosh uh i don't know twenty dollars i just kind of <laughs> remember picking you know like, that's sure that sounds like a good and she's like he's like yeah okay sure so I was like, great! So that was my first experience, and I went and made this poster. It's probably very embarrassing to look at now, um, but at that age of about you know sixteen, seventeen, um, you know, designing that poster and getting paid twenty dollars, which is the equivalent of, of working pretty much a whole day at McDonald's. I was like, <laughs> this is this is what I want to do with my life. I'm not flipping burgers. It's designing things that you know people enjoy using and, and getting paid to do it. So that was, I think, a key moment for me.
1: Mm. Makes a lot of sense. So what do you think you have done different from many other designers in your path to where you are today?
0: Yeah, I, I think um, around the time of uh, when I was getting to, to learn about design, when we think about design, you know, for, for a lot of people on the street, if you ask them, what you know, what is design or, you know, what do designers do? Um, you know, in, in fairness, they'd say things like, oh, I don't know, maybe fashion design or interior design, maybe, you know, uh, transport design, these kinds of things. And, you know, I guess for those that are more directly exposed to it, they think about, oh, maybe you design apps or interfaces, things like that. And that's great. I think people that are spending more time and looking at, you know, design more broadly, how seeing how it's integrated, how it's like this, um, you know, this incredibly powerful platform. Um, you know, transformative mindset for change. You know, design is really something we, we can all embrace, whatever field or place you're kind of working in. So, I, I think the difference of where I, you know, by embracing that, but also having this kind of, um you know, this spiritual journey throughout over this time, I've always trying to thinking how, how these two related. So, you know, um, for example, one of my teachers shared, like, well, you know, the, the, the contemplative person, um, I'll start the other way. The, you know, the um, the eager person will go out from the day and saying like, ah, what, what am I going to do with the day? And then the contemplative kind of spiritual person will go out going, oh, what is the day going to do with me? And so like, this is like, what is the relationship of you designing your world and then, you know, surrendering that the world will happen to you? And I, I can't say I have the answer yet, but um, I think in my design practice and in what the way i like to talk about is is accepting that there's certain things you can bring into your design thinking and process that makes it really at another level of meaning so bringing in sincerity and intention you know at a really deep level like what are you really trying to do with this project and so it's okay if you need to think about you know customer acquisition and lifetime value and click through that's that's cool. That's that's important to make things kind of be sustainable, but like the impact and meaning uh, the you know, the, the at a very deep personal level, even by just changing the language around heart centeredness or like heartedness or um, what hearts are you trying to illuminate through this process that you're doing, it changes the way people think about it. So um, I think that's why people have found our practice, our design team interesting, because. You, you sort of tend not to get that from, you know, big top tier design firms and your BCGs and your Deloitte's and your IDOs, amazing teams, amazing people, but they'd probably shy away from talking about, you know, traditional concepts of, you know, sincerity in, uh, in, in you know, like looking at like heart-centered design and looking at empathy at a very, you know, deeply personal way is something that, you um, uh, you know there's only so far they might venture, mm. so I think yeah that's that's my attempt to answer the question, <laughs>
1: yeah. Makes sense. you mentioned the um, the weather like what do I want out of the day and what does the day want out of me? I think okay, I'm yeah. very curious about that because I'm a person that plans a lot how How does yes. that work, so is it like just I'm guessing it's not just waking up in the morning without any plans I'm guessing that there's, <laughs> the, that there's There's something more to it, so could could you elaborate on that?
0: Yeah, well, it's something that I'm still navigating. Every everyone is like, there's there's no one magic formula, which is also part of the 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 acceptance of like you you know that you can't just have a formula that solves life. Like, what is a goodness? What is good life? Full stop. You know, like we know that it has a lot to do with things like gratitude, with presence. Those things help a lot. But I think specifically around that idea of like, how much are you Planning, controlling, and, and designing your life versus accepting and being in a happy place—that um, there's things that are just going to happen to you. Um, uh, yeah, so so that was like a parable that someone shared with me, but. I asked my teacher, like one of them, I have different spiritual teachers and, and one of them who's spent many years, you know, with great masters and, you know, people that are long since passed, as well as like running a really successful company. So I find these guys kind of interesting. It's not just like Obi-Wan Kenobi in a mountain. It's like, yeah. you know, he has the, he has the Jedi training, but he's like out there, like trying to manage employees and live a life. Like I find those kind of people fascinating and not always easy to find. Anyway, and I kind of said, like, well, how much do I kind of exert myself and try and plan and design and create and like build a company and, you know, design products and how, you know, like, how much do I try and put a dent in the universe, you know, to quote to quote Steve Jobs, versus like letting the world, you know, just, I just kind of, kind of, you know, find my place within it and, and, and kind of um, let the world kind of pull me along. And, and, Uh, and i you know again this is like a lifelong question i think but anyway his answer was well you need to have reliance on god all right let's all however you want to relate to that term you know the the you know the creative force in the universe have some sort of reliance there but reliance also means using your talents your gifts your inspiration your energy your your connections and your communities and your all these things they're gifts that have been kind of given to you that, that you've kind of been blessed with so just sitting around kind of waiting for the world to you know for, for God or the divine to like do do something is actually not fair because you've been given so many things already like you know the fact that we have all this technology and these means and design thinking and we have you know lean canvas like there we have them for a reason let's use them for good so um That's the kind of stuff I talk about in, um, you know, the heart of design, which is this, you know, this kind of uh, this course I've been uh, exploring and experimenting with.
1: Yeah. And can you can you say a bit more about that, the heart of design, your thoughts on that?
0: I know you're a very curious person (laughs)
1: and that you are taking in everything from if you can find a Stanford course or YC and so on and then mixing it up with. Would you special spies on it, and your background? So I'm guessing the house design must be part of that.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's that's that, right. It's it's just I, I realized that um, well, people started reaching out when they were seeing like the kind of projects we were doing and, and asking questions, and um, a lot of them were from the Muslim community and and the Islamic economy, which is kind of where our focus has been. So you know, my particular kind of path and trajectory has been. Uh, you know, through the Muslim faith, but, you know, that really is, a, I think, a, um, you can apply whatever, you know, spiritual path or whatever that, how you resonate with that, how it's been in, in this particular way is thinking about um, uh, the 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 heart of design is really the, you know, the intersection of those things, like, so for example i was living doing things like going to the stanford you know doing the Stanford course for a couple of years which is like you know d school design thinking you know really great really inspiring great tools and you know the tools and the practical uh, approach that is helping lead innovation in the world like you know the companies that are um changing the world and lead you know transforming lives are using all these kind of tools and techniques but then on the other hand i was also just personally and you know, people around me were trying to explore meaning and purpose, and at a deeper level. And okay, what's our what's our really our spiritual kind of connection to to you know our existence here and our you know in our journey that we have. So the heart of design, the heart of design is um, an an attempt to explore what happens when those two journeys, uh, you know, are, are complementary rather than just separate tracks in life. And I think a lot of us just treat them as kind of separate tracks um which is okay like you know you're you're here and you're building your startup or you're working in a company or you're you know you're and then on the other hand it's a personal uh, experience of like okay well you know i have my meditation and my mindfulness and and you know that's just sort of how i um you know that's how i like to you know manage my state and enjoy you know inner kind of space which is cool but if you directly Think about them together; it can be quite profound because you have people having these quite transformative experiences in personal or professional journeys when they're kind of kind of considered and designed in the same space. So, for for example, like and and I get this is totally not for everyone, and some people just kind of switch off when they hear, hear certain words. But if you take, for example, uh, something like a business model canvas or a lean canvas, like a you know classic kind of popular entrepreneurial tool. And then you take things like, um, you know, personal intentions and, you know, personal values and, uh, you know, spiritual aspirations. And then use them in one canvas, like, which I have one called, you know, the heart-centered design canvas. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fascinating because some people really resonate with that. Where, they, where in the past I might have struggled with just like customer segments and, um, you, know, you, you know, value proposition design, stuff like that. When you change the language to more like, you know, communities and transformative experience and talking about, you know, personal intentions for those people, some people, um, it lights them up and they, all of a sudden it's like you see this glow. So the heart of design is a whole series of these types of, um, um, you know, I guess integration of these things together. And it's, it's, we do, so it's sort of a little bit of life design, a little bit of kind of startup design, and uh yeah it's been fun like i'm still early in that so i'm sure in 10 years i might hear this and be really embarrassed by, by what <laughs> i'm saying but it's kind of we're, we're all on a journey everyone is going through these courses together we're figuring it out <laughs> we're trying to
1: that sounds for me amazing i think my lesson when teaching a lot of startup techniques and so on as well was that most people forgot the the most important question is like what do they want out of life what what did they want to contribute with? So they started a business with their like business model canvas or something else. And like, yes, i got to make this big business. But they never thought about what kind of life were they going to have. And what would they actually bring in of themselves. And I found that you can solve many challenges. But if you don't, if, and you can solve most challenges if you really have yourself in it as well. And really know where you're going. Of course, there's going to be things that you can't just solve. But it really helps a lot and tony robbins talks he has a famous ted talk as well where he talks about being resourceful and Mm -hmm. i think what i'm what i'm hearing you're saying and that would be combining some of those uh, things i'd love to see that at some point peter
0: yeah yeah definitely well i mean i'd love to get you you should you should definitely be one of the guests in our in our class you know like what's been fascinating is the in the current cohort the 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 people i don't even want to call them students because they they should be my teachers you know some really successful uh, entrepreneurs and design thinkers and design educators took are taking the class you know, and I feel like they're junior and I was asking like you know why you know wh- why why are you taking this class you know like I should be in your class and and I think it's just it's precisely because of what you mentioned it's it's that um it's an integration of of two different um parts of their lives and, and bringing they might have for example just before this um our chat I had a call with one of the the students and um, or you know, learners, and um, they were they, they I think create a really good like really impressive technical prototype, and they've done all these things right, and they you know they've got really nice experiments and Trello boards and all, like I'm like this is this is great, but they really struggled over the last year. They were sharing me sh- sharing with me that about really finding the strong emotional connection to this thing, and I said well a lot of the people that I chat with have this strong sense of drive and passion and purpose and like some story something's happened to their life but they they, they're not they really struggle to know then how do you take it from you know to the next sort of chapter so um yeah it it can it can go both ways you know and and as Mm. I just I would love to see more in our design communities this more direct kind of heartfulness in the conversation uh and I think Mads you're, you're a good example like you bring you bring these kind of you know this thinking together in a more integrative way which is the which is as as the kind of design practice which is great you want to have that more integrated holistic kind of thinking
1: yeah i think it sounds really fascinating like actually integrating it in a framework because i found at least when i did my startup training it was kind of two different things right i had my coaching with people where i talked about like what 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 really excites you like what what gets you up in the morning or when is it that everything around you disappears like when it's just like you just, you're in the moment or you kind of forget about time. Like, what is that? Mm-hmm. And what is something in your life that's important to you that you want to change? For me, one of the things is mental health. I've seen too many people mm-hmm. struggle. And that's why one of the companies we're building in in Kring in the Venture Studio is called Aya, which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. also in the in Islamic in the Yeah, Islamic that's, a, world, that's an
0: Arabic word. Yeah, yeah. Aya is means like sign or, you know, it's also... Um, you know, in the Quran, in the, you know, the sacred text, it's, uh, like a, a verse, but nice. ayah is a great word. It's like sign or, you know, um, uh, symbol, something like that.
1: Yeah. We, so we actually looked at that for, for the name, both that and other meanings as well as like flying shiftly. So it's really like, mm. how can mm-hmm. we help more people with mental health? And that's something that's really close to my heart. And so I also believe that I'm bringing more into it and I can feel I have a different energy. It's different than when I'm sitting at, I was sitting yesterday until 11 o'clock working on this in the evening and this, it felt right where uh, when yeah. I'm working on other projects if I don't really have my heart into it and I think that happens for most people you can only be yeah. driven for um, so long by the, um, the desire for success and wealth. Yeah,
0: yes, uh, Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I So Yeah, I and sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm dropping a bit like yeah, yes and, and I think uh, you're like i I'd, I'd like to think uh, maybe more anecdotally that a lot more people are aware of that even you know younger generation that it's it's not you know wealth wealth and lux- luxury and material success are very different from um just you know comfortably sitting with yourself in silence and being in you know having that inner calm that inner state i mean to me that's that's success if you can be in a state of calm and contentment like i asked my teachers of for example like what is success you know what what is like contentment and one of them answered it was very deep it was very zen kind of answer which is you know contentment or in arabic it's right this deep sense of contentment with with every decision that's ever been made in history and every decision that will ever be made in the future like just that's like a big statement you know like imagine being content with like everything ever like like wow (laughs) so (laughs) You know, <laughs> I thought that was a good answer.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I'm. am definitely not there yet. But uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: I'm not, I'm not making that claim. <laughs> but uh, I got you know. But yes, yep. uh, it's it's good for us to have. Um, you know, we need to be around guidance, so we need to yeah. um, have you know a technical, practical, design guidance, and you know role models there. But also, you know, it could be the the you know the the you know, the grandmother that's lived for 80, 90 years running a, a family or a small business will just have, you know, a, this abundance of wisdoms that, that we need, you know, mm. so it's taking those things all together.
1: But acceptance actually leads on to another question that I would love to uh, to hear your take on because I found that most, whether you look at top performers, people that really get really fine their life or people that are so... Top performers, where if you look at um, success from being performance-driven, um, are highly successful. But also, if you look from another perspective of success of being happy, which I think is just as important, mm. if not more important, so people mm. that are really happy, but also people that get really fine life, is the meaning they put into their life. That I've never met a person like the older I get, the more I figure out how many people I've had challenges, and it's mm. really the challenges that are defining, like whether they mm, go a happy mm-hmm. path or not and you can have two people experiencing the same thing like the classic example of the two brothers with a dad that was an alcoholic and and you ask both of them uh, one is an alcoholic and the other one is a super successful person right and you ask him mm. like so why did you get to where you are in life and the brother is an alcoholic said what else could i do when i came with a father who was an alcoholic and then you ask the super yeah. successful one he's like well what else could i do when i had a dad who was an alcoholic <laughs> right
0: yeah yes
1: so what great have been exam- what have been some of the things in your life where you've taken a different meaning or something that's been a challenge or something that made you grow
0: yeah look great great question and well first of all it's like it's over time accepting that that that's the that's the wisdom you know the the wisdom is yeah i guess that even you know the people who, who embrace that wisdom of these challenges is um how quickly you can accept that okay this is uh you know, meant to happen in a certain way, right? And some people can do it in the moment, and they're like, "Okay, all right, you know, that that happened. I'm not getting to this thing, or this thing's not, I'm, this thing was not going to be funded, or okay, but that thing, uh, you know." And and um, we're all we're all each of us are all over the the spectrum there as to how that is. But I mean, we each have had channel cha- challenges personally, professionally. That's just what makes us grow. Um, you know, each of us with our growth island. I mean, I've had. You know lots of little islands a few volcanoes you know <laughs> all sorts of things uh, earthquakes um i i think um, well what like a, one one little example in the kind of this sort of context is um i got really excited about five years ago six years ago when i had these ideas for for apps right there were kids apps that were for my um you know it's sort of being around young kids and seeing the kind of um, the games and things were happening and feeling like ah oh, there's certain type of content or uh lessons that i'd love to make in an app form right so you know without really especially at that point i really didn't know anything about um you know like what what the level of commitments that you know really an app could actually be meaning like properly a, an entire company in your entire life <laughs> It's yeah. you know rather than just like oh let's i want to just make some fun games so anyway which is a joy as well because you want to embrace that optimism <laughs> Anyway, so I I we you know I got my team together. I mean day to day most of our work is consulting and helping other companies build things and you know it's you know I'm grateful it's been you know really successful and a great journey. But one, you know every kind of designer wants to create and build and work things and around problems they see day to day. So anyway, we got these ideas together and we put them on this crowdfunding site um and there were there were four four ideas we put out we said okay well let's ask let's try and get five thousand dollars for each one right just as a starting point say all right let's just build them and uh this is yeah five six years ago and uh three of them actually got the funding it was like great and it was probably just all my friends and family and whatever. You know, <laughs> going, all right we need, we need to shut up this peter guy just fund his thing and then he'll go away for a few months so anyway we um We did that and we built the apps and, you know, that were really hard and I was like, okay, this is why, you know, it's not so easy. And um, anyway, one of them was about five girls, right? And it was kind of like these five cool kind of girls with different personalities and it was sort of inspired by I've got two daughters and, you know, I kind of wanted to let them have certain game experience and certain things I, I thought might be cool in and out. Um, we finally got it to market we finally got it out there launched you know app store and all these things and you know much and um and they they weren't it wasn't very popular at all like i was like what do you mean like come on guys like i think it's cool (laughs) um but and of course this is you know when you're not doing a lot of you know uh we've made a lot of the classic mistakes of um you know just not even you know validating or thinking about it but but there's so much heart in that idea that you know people did resonate with it and the concept and the intention and motivation but not necessarily the format or the application we had kind of you know done basic job on a few things anyway so we called that salam sisters that's what the app was called the app itself wasn't very successful you know by terms of downloads or but conceptually we're onto something because we had parents and enough people I was chatting with us like, okay, this is, this is, uh, something. And we, we want more of this, but like, can you, we need to or that anyway, it kind of, um, it was sitting and baking for a little while. And due to then some other success we were having with products, we were helping clients design like a board game and others. Um, one of them came, someone I'd sort of befriended and said, listen, um, this board game you helped me design was really successful. Um, and uh the audience for for that game we think it's very similar to the apps that you're trying to get up and going um why don't we kind of jump in together and you know like you know i'll get some funding and let's try and do this properly with a bit more research and proper design approach so so we did that so we we managed to create that and we called that as that was like a, a startup focusing more specifically on you know certain play experiences and from that you know just to cut that short from that failure of of the app um, it was not a failure it's just simply learning forward. Um, it then opened up the the door to what became a range of dolls like physical dolls that we had mm. designed and made um, which which were which were a lot more successful and, and you know went out into the world so it's but I mean you see this time and time again is that you need to have all those stumbling blocks you know you need to have that momentum and growth and learning. And, and we're definitely still learning with that Salam Sisters product range and even the current model where, you know, there's always growing and changing. So it's just, you know, but if I hadn't had that experience and turned that into something positive, uh, you know, I, I like uh, you ha- you have to try and you have to get started. You know, there's the, there's I'm sure you hear in your startup world all the time about the, you know, if, if you're not embarrassed by the first version of your product, you launch too late. And I know it's a bit of a cliche, but
1: well so true. that
0: was the case <laughs> that was the case. <laughs> yeah
1: that was the case cool but i think really it is the the learning forward so something that uh, that isn't as successful you really learn from that and you it changes your process or you learn something else that opens a new door
0: that's it i think that's the right the way right thing about opening doors and you know you're just opening and and you just keep keeping active and, and uh, you know, creating opportunities for your future self by, you know, trying and experimenting and, you know, building relationships and, and learning. And, um, yeah, it's, it's also, it's, it's not a race, you know, and, yeah. and certain things will work, but it's always beneficial some way forward and it's better to, to, to try. And, uh, and I think that applies as well. Like one of my favorite books is um, Designing Your Life, you know, which is the Bill Burnett um, Stanford Um, life design book, which is sort of about trying to apply the same design thinking and experimentation in your own life. And it also borrows a bit from the the Jim Collins, Peter Drucker sort of hedgehog thing of like, you know, trying to, you know, take active interest in a few areas, and then finding the financial engine that powers that over Mm -hmm. time. So over like maybe 10, 15, 20 year arc of your, your career, you know, the two, three, four themes that really light you up and engage you Um, you're continually trying to find ways to you know keep momentum there so all of these things i think um, i'm just reflecting back to you know what i've picked up you know it's nothing new really
1: no so one thing i'm very fascinated about is habits
0: Mm. do you have Mm -hmm. any
1: habits that you think are core to where you are today or something that makes you happy or any habits that you're trying trying to implement
0: yeah, sure. Well, probably like I feel like you have all these awesome guests who would have all these awesome, you know, habits, and and I, I hopefully I share some with them. So you know, I really into things that um you might guess, like you know, journaling. Always try and keep it, you know, with no lines, you know, just free, free sketching and writing. Try and do that often.
1: In a written um, book, or do you have a special book for that, or?
0: I use this, yeah, just a plain notebook, like a physical book um, with pen, and I try and do that, you know, daily or, you know, at least often to, you know, just have that available. Um, But um, one sort of uh, movement that's really been inspiring to me is The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, who's this sort of has this wonderful, you know, many, many, people have benefited from her work for the last 20 years where it's about you know fostering creativity and connecting that as a almost as a spiritual practice which is um she she kind of was a, one of the pioneers of uh, i think popularizing you know journaling and um morning pages where you just write but also two other things um you know a, one obvious one like a walk in nature like nature walks regularly and uh, in australia that's pretty easy to do so luckily yes. <laughs> um and um and what she calls the artist date. And the artist date is a weekly practice of, of setting yourself, uh, allowing yourself um, one opportunity, a little slice of time each week to experience something new or be inspired. And, you know, it could be go to a gallery or something, but it could also just be, you know, read about something new or go to a library or, you know, look at a piece of art. Um, and the other kind of layer around all of those things are, um, I guess, more of the spiritual practice or faith based practice. So, You know, I pray each day, Um, you know, I have a, you know, I follow a routine that, you know, one and a half billion other people do, which is sort of like, you know, these five daily prayers and one of them is pretty early in the morning. So that's quite, um, that sort of, sort of dovetails really well with a lot of early starting kind of leaders that, you know, get up early and do things. So that's kind of helpful because I kind of feel like I should be up anyway. So that's good. And then um just gratitude practices so ways of trying to be grateful i think is as you would know well is is that helps um you know maintain that state of tranquility or brings you back to that state when things are difficult um and try to do that with my kids as well you know mm. so every every night like what three things you're grateful for yeah, so probably none of those new things are unique, but just that. I guess it's that combination each person, and then each sort of it's seasonal, right? So we just had Ramadan, for example. That's a whole month of not eating and drinking during daylight hours. So, like, it sounds if you haven't come across that, like it's in, it's incredibly challenging. It can seem even confronting as well. It's like really you can't even drink water. Like it it I it is. You know, it just it, it seems like almost a ridiculous thing to do, but. Um, if you've tried it, it, it's it's really profound. Like, and, and personally, you feel um, sometimes your energy wanes, but like it's by the end of this 30 day period, you feel like so enriched, like you're illuminated, like we've been through this journey and um, it's really quite profound. And, and if you know, I know fasting is now more into the popular kind of nutritional advice, but um, that's something I try and at least do annually as a bit of a kind of a, you know, of a refresh and a reset.
1: Yeah. I think yeah. it's fascinating how so many things from religion, whether it's um, from um, Christianity, Hinduism, Buddhism, Islam, different things, we're starting to find so much science that makes a lot of sense. Like praying, like sitting down and being grateful, uh, fasting, as you're saying, like fasting is is the really p- almost like the new black in uh <laughs> in in health yeah. right now that you need to uh, you right. need to fast of course it can't be careful wood, yeah and so it's it's fascinating how we're finding so many things to be really good for us that we now have a western science um mm. approach to saying why it's good but I also yeah think, it, like,
0: it is, yeah mm. no go ahead go
1: ahead as you were saying like many of the things many of the other guests do as well and I think that's so telling as well like when I read Tools of Titans with Tim Ferriss is very much the same habits that people have. People that get really fine that are quite happy. So that there must be something about it and I think it's wonderful to hear that you don't need to invent so many new habits that you can kind of follow some tested and tried habits.
0: Yeah, that's I think you're right. And and uh, to your point about I mean sort of I mean I'm I'm very much a a, a westerner you know in you know giving, you know look at where i am and my my schooling and my academia and everything is is very much in in that kind of system and, and worldview and but then you know having this i guess you know not not very typical path of like you know you know looking to islam and then looking to the spiritual path and then embracing that and then you know in it, it's not really reconciling the two but being amazed that the you know really the, the their, I mean, they're all they're, from the start, there's always been this strong parallel alignment and relationship. And then, um, it, you know, there's lots of there's lots of ancient wisdoms, you know, from the stoic days of, you know, the Marcus Aurelius, um, you know, all the way through that, you know, we're we're discovering and uh, I think you know, we're lucky to be at a time where we have such access to these things. We can go back and read and discover ancient texts or learn about so-and-so. You know, I've been listening to just recently, Autobiography of a Yogi, which was written in, I think, 1940-something, um, about a, uh, you know, a Hindu um uh yogi who, in his kind of spiritual journey, it's, it's quite amazing. And then that actually in 1971 Steve Jobs read and had this kind of whole journey and then he went to India and he was like this popular book and and my one of my teachers said um, they gave it out at his funeral Steve Jobs funeral so I find it fascinating that even someone of his kind of stature and legacy and iconic kind of entrepreneurial I had you know there's some relationship there and you know we're all trying to figure it out and understand the two and it's not they're not exclusive it's just looking at how they align and sometimes it means it's changing your language so that it's okay if the word God has too much of a stigma for you because we've been watching The Simpsons for 20 years I, I get it you know find a word that needs sense you know the, the creative force in the universe you know the merciful like um, yeah I think people should feel okay exploring that and and uh, and, and uh, in your heart you'll know when you're finding the, the truth and the right things for you mm-hmm
1: version is a lot with me we are slowly running out of time peter i have a bunch of questions i would love to hear you about uh, i will try and get too small before i ask you about the final advice for the listeners so the one is like if you had to give yourself an advice a 10 year younger version of yourself what do you think that advice would be
0: <laughs> oh great question um well probably lots of things but um uh, yeah, why, why is it the first thing that came to my head is like investing Bitcoin? I don't, that came to <laughs> <the head. laughs> um, But, um, I, but, um, no, I, I think I could do better. And just in terms of, you know, my nutrition, nutrition and exercise, you know, basic things like that. I feel like if you're in startup digital product world, it's very easy to just get into the habit of sitting, 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 and being screen focused. So I think I could have done better there. Um, and uh, my father-in-law is actually a doctor, like a GP. So I'm fortunate that he's—I've got his loving, critical lens into my, you know, health—and and feel like that could be better. But um, you know, it's it's the journey of figuring it out. So that, that's some just good, simple advice. I think is, yeah. you know, eat better, exercise more.
1: Cool. And so if I ask you in 10 years' time, so mm. what do you think a 10-year older Peter Gold would say? <laughs>
0: You should listen to Mads more. <laughs> you should hang it out <laughs> with him and his club, be in his class, the Blue Dragon, his his crew. Um I think that would've been good advice. Uh yeah, I I think um just, you know, I, it's a really great question, Mads. I think it's it's uh maybe embracing um embracing this sense of surrender a little more, right? Even though I talk about it, it's it's much more difficult to practice and there's a great book called The Surrender Experiment. Um, Michael Singer, I think, who who um, talks about building this this incredible company, but when he was really trying not to. <laughs> and, you know, um, but it's, I think in 10 years time, it'd be like, you know, just surrender a little more. Like, it's okay, you know, the things that you stress about now are not are not important um, and just, you know, embrace breathing and just embrace, embrace the flow a little more than let things design you rather than you trying... Mm design everything
1: i think that resonates with a lot of listeners as well that's definitely something i that resonates with me the whole letting go a little bit for me i think it's when i'm going to look back it's going to be one of the things of prioritizing more time with uh, with friends friends that give energy i have a tendency Mm. to get uh, all caught up um, that everything disappears around me when i'm doing different projects so so time disappears so if my friends are not involved in the in the task i i can can have a tendency that i don't get enough time to see them
0: yeah that's and that's that's a great um it's good that you observe that from now i think that's a great thing that you see and you know of course if you know any parent will always say you can't you can't spend enough time with your kids you know especially mm-hmm. while you're young just you know always integrating that into your life rather than you know looking at work life balance, I think we're in the era global time zones of work life integration. Mm. So, how do you integrate? Um, how do you design that day as best you can or that week? Um, I know I can do much better than that, but you know, I, I remember there's that reading about that study, which is um, the woman who is a nurse in palliative care, and you know, you know, what i I talk about, it yes. is, and it's like, I'm um, re- Top 10 Regrets of the Dying, I think it was called. And it's kind of a macabre title, but it's so powerful. And for men, it was men and women. For men, the number one was um, I worked too much. You know, like I wish I was more with my kids. So that seems like a pretty timeless bit of advice to give ourselves.
1: Yes, for sure. So before we round off, two things. Where can people find out more about you, Peter? I'll put it in the show notes as well. well.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, So you can just Google my name, Peter Gould. But there's two Peter Goulds. One of them is an Academy Award-winning um, uh, uh, writer of the hit series Breaking Bad, and I'm the other one. <laughs> so he's, uh, uh, it's cool. We, we follow each other on Twitter, and sometimes he retweets my stuff, which is a little funny. Um, and sometimes I someone has read out his bio at an event I'm speaking at, which is hilarious because then people wanted autographs. Anyway, <laughs> so just search, search for a name. Um, on LinkedIn and uh, Instagram, I try to be pretty active. Um, sharing what, what was happening each week and each month with the design team. So yeah, and, and Instagram is just at Peter Gould Art. So um, we'll hopefully see, connect there.
1: Great, I'll put it in. So before we round off, if you have to give one to three final advice, it might be something that you already mentioned.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, it's it's whatever happens and things are going on in life and whatever, whatever state of the journey you're on each day, each minute. It's like, I think gratitude is still just the it's the, it's just what will always, um, bring a bit of calmness and tranquility to you. And just, you know, however you express that, or, um, you know, bring yourself into that state, you know, you're, you're always at any one point has incredible amount of gifts and blessings. Um, you know, if you have, uh, if you can see, if you can hear, if you can breathe heavily, if you're in a safe place and, 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 you know, this now, so, you know, just gratitude, trying to embrace that as a, as your active um, mindset, I think it will be, will help everyone, whatever they're up to in, in their journey.
1: I think that's a beautiful advice. Peter, thank you so much for your time. I know you have a class waiting for you, so I can't keep you much longer. I really appreciate you finding the time.
0: Likewise, Matt. It's great to chat and, uh, you know, really blessing to be with you. Thanks so much for reaching out. Thank you.